504 Caroline in the Museum District. For more information on hours of donation times, visit kpft.org. It's 90.1 KPFT. Time to check in with the R&R Show. R&R today, Ramblin' and Rumblin'. Sounds like an album title. It does, doesn't it? Wow. That'll be our first greatest hits collection. Yes. What would be the greatest hits? Well, Ronnie must parts 1 through 25, I guess. <laughs> That'll probably take care of the first volume right there. And, you know, Ronnie must, of course, ends on Christmas Eve because that's my birthday. But still, it goes on into the next year. Ronnie must is really all year long. Are we ever without Ronimus? No, Ronimus is a state of mind. Yes. It's a glorious state of mind. It's a messed up state of mind, but it is a state of mind. No, it's it's also euphoric. All right. Is that enough? Hmm, yeah. Time to move on. Yeah, de- de- decent vocabulary words, though, so Thank I, you. I, I do appreciate that. Enjoy the great decades of music, fun, and banter with R&R. Weekdays 1 till 3 here on KPFT. This is KPFT Houston. Listeners should be aware that the following program contains language and audio images which may be found disturbing and may not be suitable for your snotty-nosed little brat who probably cusses like a sailor behind your back anyway. Parental discretion is advised. It's time to holler down the pipe chase and rattle them bars because we're going to do a prison show for you right here at beautiful old historic old exciting new KPFT Houston from the heart of Montrose where we all hope tomorrow will be a better day. Welcome to the Prison Show. It's Friday, February the 16th. Hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. And we're here wanting to wish, well, a great big thank you to Linda, Evelyn, Gloria, Kenneth, Don, and Ralph for their donations last week. Right, David? 
a really great big thank you. I mean, you guys did really well. Maybe I ought to just take off more often. Uh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I enjoyed my night off. I hope Miss Linda did too. But we really appreciate you guys kicking in and, and doing such a wonderful job. Miss Linda said she was sick, so yeah, she, she didn't enjoy her night out. No, she didn't, uh, unfortunately. But we were here holding it down, kind of. Kind of. You guys <laughs> had gremlins, too, so at least I'm not the only one that gets gremlins every now and then. At least we aren't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you aren't, At yeah. least I'm not. Because we, yeah. we proved it last week, let me tell you. But um, great big thank you to Stu for stepping up and helping. Rockin' Stu. Rockin' Stu. Rockin' Stu. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we're still in Winter Fun Drive. So you can donate, as the little promo said a few minutes ago. 713-526-5738. Option number one to donate or you can go to our website, kpft.org. We still have the memory bricks. Uh, the first 65 were already installed in the front of the station. But you, too, can have one because there's plenty of room for many more $25 a month a sustainer for the four by eight brick. I think last week I said four by four. It's a four by eight brick. And for $50 a month sustainer for the eight by eight brick. And if you become a sustainer, then Robin notify or emails you and gives you the option to choose what verbiage you want on those bricks. I know David has one. Uh, Linda has two. Linda did Dewey, and she also did the Death Row Angels. David did Ray Hill. Ray Hill's The Prison Show. The Prison Show. I did one in memory of Billy Wardlow that was executed in uh, July of 2020. So uh, all of us here um, have chipped in one way or another, but for a brick... That is here to stay. You can't beat that, right? No, that's that's just a wonderful investment. But not only are you investing in the brick and the memory forever, but you're investing in the community radio show. Community media. We're more than just a radio show now because we're doing Facebook, we're doing YouTube, we're we're community media. That's right. So community media. Wherever our community is, we want to reach out and touch you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know. <laughs> that yeah. sounds pretty good to me right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's, it, it's not Mardi Gras anymore, is it? No, it's not. Absolutely not. But I do want to give a big thank you to Niski, who gave me a Mardi Gras t-shirt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. All right. So tonight we have a fantastic show lined up or david lined up a fantastic show and we've got a lot of people in the house we've got stephanie here linda david moi we have uh mo cartez he is the policy organizer with taj we have franz dow did i say right you did you did say perfectly Perfectly. Perfectly. It's awesome. a real international community you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
He is the writer, podcast host for The Prison Show in Holland, former warden in North Holland, the Netherlands. And we have Tara Williams. Did I say that correctly? All right. She is the wife of Nannan Williams, who was arrested in 1992 at the age of 17 for capital murder, spent uh, years on death row. In 2005, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled people under 18 could not be sentenced to death, and Nannan was commuted to life. So she's in the house. We have, uh, what's your? Mel Cortez. No, oh. your friend. Jet. Oh, my, uh, my partner, Jet. Jen. Jen. Okay. She is in the house he, also. He is. He is. He is. Okay. And uh, we also have video people. Uh, I can't yeah, remember uh, their name. Uh, Paul and Hugo. And Paul is a very, very well-known uh, Dutch documentary maker who is making a documentary about uh, Nenen, Terra and me. Okay, awesome. Well, they're in the house, too. So we've got a house full. And, of course, tonight, uh, Abe Bonowitz, he is the, uh, let's see his exact title, co-director founder at Death Penalty Action. So he's going to be calling in. And Gary Cohen, he is the principal lawyer on the Cohen Parole law team he is on the phone now how are you doing gary i remember to call you gary oh uh, that is so wonderful i am doing great and i hope y'all are doing well as uh, after this new year we are we are and i know tonight we were going to talk a little bit with you about parole correct we are we are uh, but before we uh, get into that, I would just like to give a big shout-out to all of the unsung heroes behind the prison show. Uh, your work on this historical uh, venture is commendable. Uh, oftentimes, your names are not known, but the comfort and the solace uh, that you bring to tens of thousands of people will always be remembered, and I just uh, want to say thank you for all of that. Well, thank you for recognizing us. We appreciate it so much, and we appreciate you, too. I know a lot of people incarcerated appreciate you because people speak of you very often. Well... I, I I hope they say good things about <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, absolutely they do. Every they now and then. Uh, every now and then. <laughs> every, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> that was David. That was David. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, I love it. Well, you know, David sent me some uh, topics that maybe we could go over. And uh, there were a number of, you know, kind of factual questions about parole. But then there were a couple of questions that were kind of uh, – amorphous and open-ended that I that kind of <laughs> caught my attention. <laughs> and, 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 at, and at the risk of being, you know, cocky or, or, or a jerk, you know, I want to, I, I want to just address a couple of them uh, during what time we have. And one of the, the first things, David and Danny, that caught my attention was what is one reason a person's parole may be denied. 
And I was thinking about that, and I said, well, you know, there's all these different denial codes, and there's all of these, you know, dynamic and static factors. But do you know what it really boils down to in terms of what one reason a person parole may be denied? The answer to that question is because the board wants to. And then they find a reason to justify it. Um, you know, parole is so discretionary and the whole process is so shrouded in mystery. It's not a transparent process that uh, a lot of times, and especially when you have an offense that involves the loss of life, you can have a profile, a personal profile that is perfect in terms of a lack of prior criminal history and an excellent, you know, adjustment history and program participation. And you can still get denied because it all boils down to that subjective gut feeling of a voter as to how much time is enough. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, I mean, that just kind of cuts through all the crap and all the, you know, all the formality and the rigor role of, of guidelines and this and the other. And, and it's just, a, it's, there's so much discretion there that it's just, you know, hard to make predictions or look at, at guidelines. But what gets me is that they don't really have a, a hearing per se. No, they don't. And, and part of that is workload. Uh, the voters on the board, if you look up the annual statistics, they process about 90,000 parole vote cases a year. And that's in addition to deciding on revocation hearings and doing other, you know, administrative uh, functions. And they just don't have the time. Uh, and the other aspect of that is the filters that go on uh, before information reaches them. I mean, the board members have access to all of the historical, legal, and institutional uh, uh, information uh, of the of the offender, but they don't have the time to read it. They have summaries that are provided to them by institutional parole officers that oftentimes are, you know, very, very uh, short. Uh, they're sometimes slanted. Sometimes they're totally inaccurate. And that's their information basis. That's, that's the funnel and the synthesis that they get of an individual, and they may spend three, four, five minutes. So if somebody makes a parole package, they may not well, even see a, that package? Well, if you're talking about a parole package prepared by a family member or a lawyer, yeah, those packages, if they're sent in to the board, uh, will be reviewed. Uh, now, how how closely, I don't know. Um, you know, but but institutionally, in the ordinary course, of a parole review, 
the documents are prepared by TVCJ and parole board uh, uh, employees to summarize vast amounts of information. Sure. And, and, and what, what the board never gets, unless there's some kind of outside intervention, the board never gets an idea about who the person was that entered TVCJ as opposed to who the person is now. And change is the predominant factor that I think is the most important factor in parole decisions. We can't change the past, but what we want to focus on, who is the human being that we have now? And that's what's, that's what's often left out of the equation, the human factor. We want people to change when they're in prison. We want them to grow. We want them to become healthy. We want them to reevaluate uh, decisions and choices. And we want them to be good, functioning people before we release them. If all the board gets is, who were they when they came in years ago? You know, that's really a skewed picture. So that's 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 one of the biggest problems in terms of the board's review. And a lot of it is directly uh, predicated on the volume of cases that they have. You know, I remember back in um, the 90s whenever they actually had a representative that would go meet people on the unit, and they weren't really commissioners they had a different name for him. I remember a fellow named uh, Prejean back oh, in the nineties. Yeah, Paul, Paul Prejean. Pre yeah. Pre yeah, yeah, and he would yeah. he would come down and talk to us, and he'd tell us like it was. He'd tell you quick if you didn't have enough time, or if what you'd been doing wasn't what it would take to make parole. Well, of course, back back in the nineties, the prison population was a fraction of what it is now. I mean, the nineties issue remember was was the period when governor richards was in office and you know it used to be that parole operated as the pressure valve right. release valve you know we we let a lot of people out the back door so we didn't have to build new prisons yeah we called and it a revolving door it was like a turnstile there, 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 there we go. <laughs> you know, people, people who were going down on twenties were being released after eighteen months. That stopped when we built prisons, right? Because there's no such thing as an empty prison. There are folks out there in black robes who are going to fill up those beds because taxpayer payer money, you know, was expended to build them, and that's when the parole rates dropped into the toilet. Could I and, add and, uh, and, uh, a remark? Could I add a remark? I fully agree with what you're yeah. saying. I very much support. But I'm Frans Dauw. I'm the former warden uh -huh. from the Netherlands. I fully support yes, what you're saying. And it sounds like this whole parole system is a way of not trusting people, not uh, giving them another chance. Um, and what I would like to add is that I fully agree that it's important to know uh, who the person is right now comparing to who he was before 
But one thing, I think that it's very important that when people are in prison, that they got get the chance to develop themselves and deal with their problems and recover from everything that happened to them before. So when you don't give people the chance to change, it's very hard to determine if they are changed when they're just look, are locked up without any perspective and any meaningful activity. They're pretty much just a number. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I, I, think, I think the parole board needs a parole. And as much as <laughs> I hate to do don't it... Don't let them free. Keep them in their room. As much as I hate to do well, it, Gary, we're out of time, brother. Oh, buddy, uh, that was so short. Well, it I did. It went fast, engage, didn't it? Yeah, and I would love to engage in more dialogue, especially yep. uh, with, with someone like the warden, you know, <laughs> who has... Well, who who has experience with a different system right. than mm -hmm. we have? Because there's there, there's so much distinction there. Possibly another time, hopefully a longer period. Um, I'm going to listen and enjoy the rest of the show. Appreciate Thank it, Gary. You so much for having um, me. Yeah, back. unfortunately, that's, it's pledge drive, so that's why we're a little bit short tonight. So, uh, hey, make that money, brother. Yes, sir. We sure will. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. Good night. Speaking of making that money, it is Pledge Drive, and we ask you guys to please, please call 713-526-5738. And it doesn't matter to me if you got a dollar or $5 or $10, or I know a particular man out there that's been telling me he's got $500. Well, if you got $500, you need to call 713-526-5738 and hit option number one. And uh, there, there's some people out there that will take your pledge, and it's nice and secure, and you don't have to worry about anybody taking your information. They'll take it, and, and it'll be encrypted, and it's safe. So, And remember to say the prison show or the prison show because we had an issue last week where someone— They couldn't find it? Couldn't find it. It yeah. was just—they were just saying prison show and— Gotta say, or the prison radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. Didn't work. No. They don't understand. But you know, that's why I like to go to www.kpft.org because I can use the drop down menu and I know that it's in the T's. So whenever the drop down menu happens, I go straight to the T's. So. Absolutely. Now we can move on over to Mo Cortez. With He's the policy organizer with Taj. Hi. <clears throat> good, good evening. Thank y'all for having me here. I'm Mo Cortez. My pronouns are he, him, they, them. I'm a policy and research organizer at uh, Grassroots Leadership, Texas Advocates for Justice. Uh, we're a, a, a criminal legal advocacy organization for people that have been uh, formerly incarcerated or in, or in, uh, or in detention. Um, so um, uh, so basically, uh, yeah, thank y'all for having me today. Uh, and we're having a... Um, our care, we're relaunching our care not cages campaign uh, uh, this year. It's going to be the this <clears throat> excuse me uh, next month, which is basically care and not cages. So in, in all instances, uh, whether uh, from from the bottom up, so locally all the way nationally, and um, we invite people to come out to our general body meeting uh, this March uh, the fourth Monday at seven p.m. at the Todd Houston office. That's a uh, 4407 New Orleans and um, I'm impacted through this work through my late father he died in a, in a southeast Texas uh, uh, prison and uh, I never got to know him I never uh, grew up with him and 
uh, the trauma of, of family separation, it can't be stressed enough. Um, you know, you know, my father, you know, died in 2002, uh, but I, I still miss his presence and it affects my life to this very day. So I, I, I really want to pick at the warden's brain because I've heard that in Holland, like in 15 years, they were able to reduce the, the jail population by 50%, like by changing their, their, their loss or something like that. I, I don't know. I read an article somewhere. Yeah, that's that's true. It's uh, one third of the longer sentences are um, not executed, and um, uh, the life sentence uh, after twenty uh, five uh, years they can uh, ask for a reconsideration of the of the punishment. Um, was that what you were? What yeah, you, what yeah. you read about? I read a, read a little bit of something like that. Um, it's it's hard to kind of get information from across the world because I, you know we're over here, they're right. over there. Right, exactly. But uh, yeah, um, I'm here for whatever questions y'all have for me. I I do a lot of things around town. I've gone to DA forums and asked the DA hard questions and stuff like that. And which um, we love, <clears throat> we love that. Yeah. So explain a little bit more if someone didn't understand the care not cages. Explain a little bit more about that. <coughs> Simply that. Uh, that in our society we we penalize the poor, you know. It, it it's a uh, very much um, it's it's the haves and have nots. And if you have the money, then you you can buy yourself, you know, you know, your get out of jail free card. If well, not free, but you know, if you have oh, the money. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We ag- we agree with that. One of our slogans is, "If you have capital, you don't get capital." So. Uh, but your program specifically, what does that entail? Care not cages. So care not cages entails uplifting the voices that have, of the people that have been impacted, uh, directly impacted. So the people that have been incarcerated or their loved ones uh, that have been there. So basically speaking up at uh, Houston City Council, speaking up at Commissioner's Court, speaking up at the ledge, and and even this year uh, speaking up at uh, TCJS meetings, uh, Texas Commission on Jail Standards meetings. Uh, um, <clears throat> just basically uplifting the voices that are that are impacted and and just letting them know that like if if punishment were working then all of these jails would be shutting down things would be shutting down we want to be outsourcing people we want to be outsourcing thirteen hundred people to uh, two different states and to uh, two different outsourcing facilities in in the state and post Texas and in Beaumont Texas and Mississippi then we got Louisiana yeah 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 they are out outsourcing and uh, so. Your main goal for cages or caring, not cages, is you attend these meetings. You oh. you voice your concerns. You exactly. It's a it's a it's a really a broad campaign that we're we're um, we're still reformulating with uh, with our membership, but also like our coalition members, so other organizations that have uh, that are signing on, and uh, pretty much it's. It's a cultural thing we know. Uh, uh, for example, um, we do poetry and, and politics po- and, and potlucks and, and politics stuff like that. Um, so we read different poems in regards to what you know the work is, but also encourage people that you know that you know the fruits of our labor. We're not going to see the world that we're creating now. You know, a, a world without a policing as we know it. Right, a world where we care about people. Where you know someone on the street, if they're on the street and they're homeless or they have they don't have clothes or they're hungry, you know, they can get fed and, 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 
and clothing and things like that. It's it's more it's a narrative change about how we can you know live in in a world that's not you know about punishment. Because if it were working, you know, we'd be shutting these things down, and we're not shutting these things down. No, absolutely, no, they're growing. So, how are you received at these meetings? Um, it it depends on the context, but um, and in different ways, and in different ways, um, I, I would say in regards to commissioner's court, um. That, that like for example, um, grassroots leadership is a nonprofit organization. But what I've noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, our, our democratic uh, commissioners are are um, quasi mostly supportive about. Um, um, uh, I mean, they're supportive about decarceration, but their tactics tactics are are different. Uh, like some, you know, you know, some want to you know keep outsourcing, you know, and others don't, and then some want to you know build bigger jail so that's you know what i mean that it doesn't it doesn't help you know no and uh i assume that you've been to the city council meeting since uh mayor whitmire um started so have you been to i i have been to one city council meeting I, i'll uh, i'll say that i i got it i got there in time for public comment so where people are they're talking about uh cease fire which uh that was important I, I didn't hear anything about uh, criminal legal stuff at, at, at that time, um, but um, um, I, I went to city council. They're talking about the ceasefire stuff, and then you know I stayed there, and then I, I left. I left a little bit early, and actually went to the I, f- I forgot what his name is, Mark Eichenbaum. He's the coordinator for the homeless in in Houston, and uh, went up to his office and bumped into his assistant. Uh, I forgot something Nobles and. Uh, I was like, hey, so you know, Mayor Turner uh, had a certain way with with communicating with the um, houseless community. Uh, what is uh, Mayor Whitmire's you know plan of action you know for the first ninety days with this? And they're like, oh, we pretty much business as usual, and they said they're going to give more money to the homeless, but that wasn't specified how you know that could be given to organizations, and it would be trickled down, and trickled down doesn't work. You know, direct money to people works. You know, they've done that in Austin, and now. Um, I think Precinct Forest on that too, with Uplift Harris. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, tell what those people need? Those homeless people, of course, they need a home and food and stuff like that. But in your experience, what are the other needs that they have? What do they need to? Um, just from my personal experience with with, uh, I, I've, I've I've served with Food Not Bombs a, a couple of a couple of. Um, Throughout the years, different various times, and um, what I notice is a uh, mental health, uh, really, and mental health support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mental health support. Because I mean, people will talk to you for hours about random things or about their life, and and that, uh, you know that's one thing I've noticed that people do have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you um, anticipate any like a better? Feel coming from the Whitmire administration, or oh, so uh, I would say on a personal level, I'm speaking personally for myself. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. He, he was the dean. Think... He was the dean of the Senate for I don't know how many decades, and a lot of these laws, laws that are on the books now, you know, he either approved or he wasn't in the room when they were voted on. So, uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of people are anticipating <laughs> the same. Well, 
we appreciate you coming. Thank you. And we hope that you come back again soon. We always enjoy hearing from Taj, and it was great to meet you. Thank you. And can I give you all a P.O. box if anybody has uh, questions for me? Absolutely. You okay. caught me. I forgot. Go ahead. Okay. So um, let's see. Uh, Mo Cortez, uh, the Taj office, uh, uh, right out okay, just in a letter or card. It's P.O. box 88235. Houston, Texas, 77288. Okay, repeat that one more time. That's a P.O. Box 88235, Houston, Texas, 77288. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Mo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That that thing, I'm just letting you know that I appreciate you coming in. I read your newsletters all the time. And uh, you've always got some great information. Oh, yeah. And, and if any of the, of the viewers want to be added to that listserv, uh, just let me know or, or send me a letter. <laughs> send you a letter. That's all right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mo. All right. Now, I think David wanted to do some more pitching. You just always put it on David, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, it, it's a good reason. I'm probably the biggest one in here that's benefited the most. I don't know if that come out right. I'm bigger now than I used to be. I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> but anyway, that's not what I was getting at. You know, for years I listened to the show while I was on the inside. And I, I heard Stu kind of mention that last week. Um, I had just gotten shipped from Cofield unit over to the Gibb Lewis unit in 1990, September 1990. And we were locked down and I was flipping through my radio. I just bought a radio and and. There was a movie station on, and I was listening to a Willie Nelson movie, believe it or not, on the radio. But something kept bleeding over, and so I got to playing with the dial, and I heard Ray Hill. And Ray Hill was talking about how much he loved us and he cared about us, and I thought, man, this guy's crazy. Ain't nobody care about inmates. And then I got to where I realized that Ray really did care about us, and Ray really did love us, and Ray always made sure to let us know, and he had guests on that would advocate for us i felt like i could be lost in there i thought i'd never get out but ray made me feel he gave me hope and that's what i hope that we give i hope that we give hope and whenever i say that we're a community media the guys and the gals on the inside that's our community that's who we're reaching out to and so it's just a, a byproduct that the families and the advocates and the public get to hear us because we're really here for the guys and the gals on the inside. And that's why we're pushing and pushing and pushing to get on those tablets. But if we've ever touched your life and if we've ever benefited you in any way, that's the reason why you should call 713-526-5738 and donate any amount, whatever you have, because that's what's going to keep us on the air. We don't have Big Brother. We're not Clear Channel Radio. We're Pacifica Radio. We're listener-sponsored radio. That means if you're listening to us and you hear our voice right now, you're the reason why we're still on the air because you keep giving. And we thank you for keep giving and keeping giving us a platform. But you have to call 713-526-5738 or log on to kpft.org. And like Danny said, hit that drop-down menu. Go to The Prison Show and make sure you donate in any amount. And I did mention earlier about the sustainer, but I see a bonus here. And the bonus 
is any new sustainer donors for a brick automatically receives the KPFT's Caroline Street coffee combo. It's a coffee combo. And Stu and I found it last week, and we just think it's a great deal. You get a brick, you get coffee, and you get a coffee. But don't we have a, 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 a mystery matcher? We have a listener who's matching like every 50 bucks that we get he matches the 50 bucks or she or she yeah (laughs) whoever the mystery donor is and we thank you so much for being our mystery donor but if you've got 50 bucks in your pocket then that would actually be a hundred dollar pledge so and we appreciate think about it yeah think about it think about it and being a sustainer you can get the coffee combo I'm big into coffee. So the coffee combo. All right. Now we have, as y'all have heard during this show, Franz Dow, the writer, podcast host for the prison show in Holland, the former warden. So you know what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, um, at least uh, I, um, uh, I've been around quite a while in the prison. Uh, the prison in uh, in the Netherlands, but all over the world in the knowledge exchange, and uh, that sounds very interesting and very um, uh, complicated. But it's it comes down on very very simple things, mm-hmm. and the simple thing is how do we look at each other in community, and how do we look at people who are incarcerated? How do we see them? Uh, the way I see them is that they are exactly the same as we are, with the same needs. Uh, they have their families, uh, they have their dreams, they, have, they are full of talent. Uh, a lot of them didn't have the chance to develop that, and they come into the system. And it really breaks my heart to, to hear about this parole system and uh, to hear about uh, all the homeless people over here and the story of the father of um, uh, Mo. Mo. Yeah, the father of Mo was very touching. Uh, uh, that is what happens to children and to people when you have a cold and um, and tough system and repressive system. So, what I did, uh, uh, you hear it a lot in the United States also about Scandinavia and about Holland and about how we look at uh, incarcerated people and. Today, uh, Tara and me, we, uh, we drove through Houston and I saw these jails. Um, and she told me that there were 10,000 people incarcerated over there, only in the jails in Houston, in these few big buildings standing there. And I realized that this 10,000 is the total amount of all the prisoners in the Netherlands. The long-term <laughs> sentence prisoners, the... Uh, houses of detention, the jails, etc., etc., the open prisons, 10,000 on 17 million people. So um, it's, an, it's an incredible difference. It's an incredible difference. And what I see is that uh, it's not only very damaging for these often young people who are inside, uh, a lot of them are 16, 17 years old. They're just children. But also for their families, of course. Uh, 
but also for society as a whole. So what, what do you think the difference is? Are, are laws, well, do we have more of them on the books? Or? Um, uh, in, my, in my opinion, the most important thing, the base, it's also the laws, of course, but under the laws there is a culture, there's a way of how you look at each other. It's, it seems that, that there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear amongst people for other people. Uh, other people are uh, today. We were at a shop and we were filming outside, and immediately the people came outside. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, and I don't mind them doing that. But what I see over here is that when I am in Houston, I see people, middle class people, normal people, uh, we call them. They live in their cars, they cross the street to go to the gym, to the school, to the shop, to all kinds of other purposes. And in the streets, you see homeless people, um, psychotic disturbed people, you see addicted people, and you see those people being chased around by all kinds of different uniformed people. It's, it's really uh, uh, like the Wild West. And it's a real sad image of uh, people living in their own bubble and being very scared of the people in the other bubbles. While also these homeless people and these addicted people are just our brothers, our sisters, our children, our parents. It's incredible. It's incredible what happens. So what made you interested in corresponding with someone in the prisons here? Well, what happened was uh, I, I was involved in international knowledge exchange on forensic psychiatry and prisons. And then um, uh, somebody asked me, a professor from the university over here, asked me to write an introduction on a book of Nathan McEwen-Williams. Uh, you mentioned him in this show and you said, well, he's uh, convicted for uh, uh, capital crime. Um, but uh, it was a crime he didn't commit. But apart from that, that's not. That's only one very small part of Nenen, because Nenen is also um, a, 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 a fantastic writer who uh, wrote a long list of books. He's an artist. He makes incredible jewelry. Um, he did several. He made this. Yeah, 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 beautiful, beautiful. Um, he um, uh, had several academic degrees. Uh, about eight years ago, we uh, nominated him for the International Redemption and Justice Award in Manchester, in England, and he won that. He has that award. Um, Nenen is, uh, you know, he is a, a very special person, and he's also my family. He feels he is family. And the same goes for T, um, a friend of mine who is in uh, Polunski for a very long time now, and who's one of the most intelligent and talented and sweet people and non-violent people that I know. And I agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. So... It's such a waste and such a cruel deed to keep people like that inside. Uh, I'm here today with uh, uh, Tara, the beautiful wife of Nenen. 
Um, she's not such talker. She's more a listener, which is a very, <laughs> very uh, uh, good and very valuable um, characteristic when you are able to listen. She's married with um, um, Nenen and does very, very important work in uh, advocacy. And well, it would be so great if uh, Nenen got out. Yeah? He's in prison already, 32 years, 33 years. Uh, and he, he might, uh, it would be great if he came to the Netherlands immediately with his wife and he has so much to contribute uh, in th thinking about uh, criminality and about thinking about the community um, but also speaking with young people and working with young people who uh, are insecure and who Um, uh, uh, tends to, to get in trouble and, and stuff like that. And I would love to offer uh, Tara and um, uh, Nenen uh, uh, a trailer that I have uh, in my family home. I live with my whole family. We have a trailer on our territory and it will be always available for them. And they can meet my grandchildren and my children and the people in the neighborhood. Their family. Their family. And that's what um, I think uh, uh, is also what made the difference when I was a warden. Um, all the prisoners, they uh, called me by my first name, Frans. Not because I was so soft and that I didn't punish them when it was necessary, because in a prison you sometimes have to be uh, restrictive in a community like that, but because I always uh, saw them as, as people like me, as equal uh, to me. And even five, six years after my retirement, uh, incarcerated people asked me to speak on the uh, funeral of their loved one outside to contribute uh, and to uh, show that they are people too, you know, and to characterize them. Because I think it's very important that you don't look at somebody in general, but especially in prisons, as somebody who can't do things, who is dangerous, who is incompetent, etc. But to look for the things they can do. There's a lot of talent, their capacities, support them to, to develop their capacities and um, uh, uh, divide them and rehabilitate them in society again. Well, that's the uh, that's the way it should be. That it should be, and well, there's a there's something to comfort everybody who fights with the system because, for example, I was in Austin in the. Um, uh, Senate, uh, the legislation department over there, a few years ago, and I did a lecture about the different choices you can make within uh, a prison system and um, uh, a juridical system. And you saw all those young lawyers, they really agreed with me. You know, those people who made the, the laws. Um, but they didn't know how. They didn't know how. How, how can we do it? Because it's so political. And they are ordered to, you know, to 
to to go the easy way to uh, be tough on crime and uh, be repressive because then you get enough votes. But a lot of people in Texas, uh, I really believe, want it different. And um, I think the politicians manipulate the and, and the media as well the fear of people to make their own point. Well, Franz, we appreciate you being yeah. here this evening. How can someone write to you? Uh, they can. Uh, everybody can email me. Uh, Franz dot d o u w, and then the number one. And then at gmail.com. Right. And can I make a shout out? You definitely can. Um, of course, uh, a shout out to all of you because it really feels like coming home, being uh, with, with you all, with David and Danny and Linda. Linda and everybody. It's really, I haven't been here for a few years. And I would like, of course, a shout out to T in Polunski. And to Nenen, uh, I call him my other son. I have one son, and there's another son, and he's called Nenen. And um, I would like to sh- do a shout-out to the penpal of Kiankali, Ki- Kaliango uh, Ali from Uganda. And his friend is also from uh, Polunski. Uh, he's Franklin Davis. So, Franklin... It's very nice uh, that you write with my friend uh, Kaliango, and uh, I wish you all the best and all the luck uh, that you can have over there. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. We always love it when you come. Always love it. It was great to be here. Can I say one other thing? Okay. Very quickly. Well, when people... People are fantasizing about the Netherlands and about how it is in the prisons in the Netherlands and in the juridical system. And uh, a very good friend of mine who was also incarcerated in my prison, he uh, is out for many years now and happily married and he has a good life, but he wrote a book about his very rough upbringing and his period in criminality. You can, it is in English and you can buy it at Amazon. So if you really want to hear the story of someone who experienced it himself uh, on, um, in, in reality in the Netherlands, in our context, you can buy the book Unknown, Diary in Detention of Dave van Veen. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. And I'll Thank be back for... uh, next week. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He will be back next week. Now we have... Do we want to go straight to... Hello? Go ahead and pitch a little bit. You can do a quick one. Okay. Call 713-526-5738. Option number one to donate to the prison show. Or you can go to kpft.org. Skip on down to the donate button. And then you'll have to scroll down to the prison show. Make your donations. Did I do good, David? Did you did great. Good? Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now we have, we're going to go on over to Abe. Hey, Abe, how are you? Well, doing okay. Great to hear you all. A great show tonight. Glad to be with you. And we're glad you're here. 
go ahead. All right. Well, there's lots to do, and I know since we had so many people, we uh, I got to cram it all in here. I do want to also encourage people to donate tonight if you can. Uh, I know I donated on the last pledge drive, and I'm going to see what I can do again tonight after we get done with this report. But there's some exciting news and some bad news. And, you know, the usual with when it comes to talking about the death penalty in the United States. But, you know, when you don't get a death sentence and you committed capital murder, then if you, if you don't get a death sentence, what you typically get is you know, what they call life without parole, which I tend to refer to as death by incarceration, especially when I'm talking to pro-death penalty people so they can understand, you know, throwing away the key is, is no picnic. But... In Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court of the state of Pennsylvania took a case, uh, was announced earlier today, that they're going to be examining the constitutionality of life without the possibility of parole. And I know that that should give some hope, fleeting hope, but some hope to folks that may be hearing us tonight. You know, if you've got a life imprisonment sentence, you know, maybe there is some hope in the future that, that sooner or later the the whole concept of throwing away the key could be found unconstitutional. Who knows? Uh, certainly, we need to start with throwing away the key, you know, finding unconstitutional the idea that the state can kill prisoners directly with executions. And, and, and you know, and for us, I want to be very, very clear, you know, anybody that opposes the death penalty, it doesn't matter how we kill our prisoners. But that seems to be the big debate this week. And right now on the issue of the death penalty is not if we're killing them, but that we're killing them, but how we're killing them. And that is uh, the big thing right now. According to the Attorney General of Kansas, uh, the the go-to form of execution now, uh, which of course is BS and a lie, but that's what he said yesterday in a hearing at the Kansas legislature. Is they're one of four states looking to bring gas suffocation into uh, being as a form of execution. Right now, Alabama has that. They've only had, there's been exactly one execution like that, uh, and some news on that here in a moment. But Alabama has it, Oklahoma has it, Mississippi has it. Neither have used it gas uh, executions, but um, and of course Arizona does have it, has used gas but cyanide gas, uh, that's a whole different thing and horrific in its own ways, uh, but in any case, there are bills right now in Nebraska, Ohio, Louisiana, and Kansas. Kansas just had the first hearing yesterday and of course, the, it seems like there's a strategy and a in a an active campaign by attorneys general around the country that are doing this because they they had it all scripted out. They had a they rolled out all the victim family members to talk about how terrible it is that these the, the killers of their loved ones are still on death row, and, and then and then they lied about how smoothly it went in Alabama. Uh, on January 25th with the execution of Kenny Smith. And, and that's the other news today is that uh, the first lawsuit has been filed uh, in the wake of Kenny Smith's uh, execution. And, and in that lawsuit, it really details exactly what happened and what the witnesses saw. And that's also what's happened with the journalists who were there witnessing it are pushing back as well. There were five journalists witnessing it. They're all you know, articulating this was no easy death. So we'll see where all that goes, but that's the latest on, on that thing. 
Um, so let's see that. That I want to mention also, of course, uh, uh, I, you know, a big show last week with uh, Sister Helen and talking about Ivan Cantu. He is now less than two weeks from his execution date. I want to make sure everybody knows this coming Thursday at the Collin County Courthouse at 11 a.m., uh, I don't know if it's a rally or a press conference, whatever it is, but Sister Helen's supposed to be there with Mark Machine and anybody else that can get there. 11 a.m., Collin County Courthouse. Go early so you can be there on time and, and, and support that press conference. That's really all that's standing between Ivan and the execution chamber is whether the Collin County District Attorney's in, um, Conviction Integrity Unit will intervene and say, wait a minute, we are going to do look at all these questions of evidence that have come up since Ivan was convicted when, by the way, his uh, defense attorneys, so-called defense attorneys at his original trial, they didn't call any witnesses. You know, they didn't challenge any of the evidence. It was just an outrageous injustice if he gets executed, as they all are, but in particular in a case like this. I can't say if Ivan's guilty or innocent, but neither can you, and neither can the state. And unacceptable to be executing somebody in that kind of a situation. Um, I want to give a shout-out, of course, to Melissa Lucio. It's been, I keep getting these memories now on my Facebook feed of things that we were doing you know, two years ago right now, traveling the state, lifting up the voices of Melissa's family as they were promoting the film The State of Texas versus Melissa so that people could see it. You can still see that film on Hulu and see why. And we have to keep at why is Melissa Lucio still on death row in Gatesville when there is no evidence that a crime was even committed? And when are they going to release her? She was supposed to be given evidentiary hearing. It was ordered in April two years ago, and she still has not had that hearing. What's going on? When will she be free? So shout out to Melissa. Shout out to Ivan. Shout out to everybody on death row there in Polanski and in Gatesville. Um, and then, of course, what's happening next on the same day that Ivan is scheduled to be executed, so too is a guy named Thomas Creech in Idaho. He's been on for 30 years. He is so trusted that when the Episcopal bishop went to visit the death row, uh, Thomas Creech was given, was, was the inmate chosen to lead that tour and to meet with those people unshackled, you know, without being restrained. And, and, and they say he is absolutely not a threat. He's in his 70s. And yet this is the guy they're going to execute in in uh, in Idaho. It looks like nothing is standing in the way of that one. Uh, I was on the phone with a reporter earlier today asking if we were going to be there when Ivan is executed. And I said, nope, Sister Helen's going to be there. The whole world's going to be watching. So myself and my crew will be actually in Idaho making sure the world is watching that execution, too. So... Those are the big things that I had. I'll just note again, I mentioned the other legislation, still bad legislation to try to bring the death penalty back in Iowa and West Virginia. Neither of those bills are moving forward. Similarly, uh, we're waiting until after the primaries for the bills to start moving forward to abolish the death penalty. And we'll hope it ending on a good note here. Bills to abolish the death penalty that are ready to move forward in Ohio and Pennsylvania, and it's just going to wait until after the primary elections in the spring, and then we should see those bills start moving. Once again, everybody call that number. What's that number? Uh, 713-526-5738. 
and pour in all your extra money to help keep the show on the air. Thanks, everybody. You can find us at deathpenaltyaction.org, and I put a bunch of links to our current petitions, which you can find on the front page of deathpenaltyaction.org, uh, but uh, they're also in the in the comments on the prison show live stream feed. And, uh, and please go sign the petitions and, and help us raise awareness and shine a spotlight on these executions. All right. And what's your physical address where they can write you? Ah, sure. And, and I want to, you know, I, I, I should say somebody wrote me a letter after one of the first shows that I did, and it finally just got to me. The address is P.O. Box 89 in Ghent, G-H-E-N-T, New York, 12075. That's P.O. Box 89, Ghent, G-H-E-N-T, New York, 12075. And, and, and you know, then I live in Ohio. It'll get there, get sent back to me, and, and I'll be getting back to people that have written. I've gotten one letter so far, and I'm going to get into you, sir, as soon as, as soon as I can. So thanks again, everybody, for having me on, and, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Abe. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. All right, now I'm pretty sure David wants to pitch. I'm thinking he does. I think we need to give a station ID. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You're listening to KPFT Houston. Support for KPFT and the prison show is provided by the Cohen Parole Law Team. For almost 40 years, Gary Cohen has helped to represent incarcerated individuals throughout Texas obtain parole and fight parole revocations. We protect those who have fallen short of perfection from the wrath of those who believe they have attained it. More information about Gary Cohen and his associates, Alan Bennett and Gene Anthus, can be found on their website at parolelaw.com. You may also contact them at 512-476-6201. So that brings us to pitching a little bit. Um, that example right there was what we call underwriting. You know, what that means is that um, it's it's not really an advertisement, but because we're a 501c3, we can't call it an advertisement. But what Gary did is Gary believes in us so much that he makes sure that he is a sustainer at a high level. So we were talking about somebody who might have 500 bucks. Gary's probably one of them guys that has 500 bucks. And so we call it underwriting. So every week we want to make sure that we mention Gary because that's what he's done. He's, he's, he's made sure that we're financially able to have our show tonight. And that we thank Gary Cohen for that. But you can do the same thing. And if you want to do that, then you can call Robin at 713-526-4000 during the week and make sure that you talk to her about underwriting and she can explain everything. We have a package. If you contact me, I can send you that package. You're welcome to, to send me a, a direct message or contact the prison show and I'll send you that package if you're interested. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you can be an underwriter as well. We'd really appreciate your support. It would mean a lot to us. Okay, did you? I think you have my mic off. I think I turned you on and everybody just heard you say, oh, I, think I think you, you turned have... my mic off. <laughs> I was like, he had my mic off. That's because right, I was now... still talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? He didn't want me interrupting his speech he prepared. I had a little spiel going on there. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have Julie on line one. 
Hi, Julie. Uh, yes, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing good. I want to do uh, a shout-out tonight to Tommy Ray Chig uh, of the Mock Unit. Uh, I want to shout-out to him uh, that I love him and I miss him. And, and uh, I wanted to just tell him that, you know, I just want to let him know I love him and I miss him and I'm hoping he'll come home soon and and get back together. So, but uh, anyway, I don't, I know I run out of words to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do. I love him. I've loved him for a long time, uh, all, for quite a while, and ever since I was 17. So, but I do miss him a whole lot. And so I'm hoping someday we'll be back, back together. Well, you always give the most beautiful shout-outs, Julie, and we appreciate you very much, and I know he probably does. Yes. Uh, it's like, um, yeah, and it's really it's really like, and I think in my lifetime that you can only meet, you can only meet someone like, um, uh, like it's, it only happens once in a lifetime thing. I mean, I was 17 years of age, and... Um, we just got back together like last year, but I know it's a God thing because we never argued. I mean, it was just so, uh, we're so compatible, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, at the time my mom didn't want us together, you know, and you, you know, and, or we would probably, you know, we probably would have got married and we probably had, you know what I mean? We were yoked in, in, um, in God, you know? So I know in my heart that, we would probably have got married and had kids and grandkids, you know what I'm saying? So, right. He's very, he's very, very special to me. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for calling. And we look forward to hearing from you next week. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for everybody getting the show on. I really appreciate, I really appreciate everybody. It, mean, it means so much to me. Well, th- we appreciate you too, Julie, and thank you for calling. You, you too. God bless y'all. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Okay, you too. Bye bye. All right, and Jeanette on line two. Hi, Danny. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Good to hear. Well. I'm calling in tonight because I want to make a shout-out to my love at the Polinsky Unit, Big Will. My baby, I love you. I love you so very much, and I'm missing you like crazy. How blessed, my love, to have you for all the time that I did. I loved every minute of it. Um, well, it's going to be back to watching Game of Thrones. Boo! But I get to see you tomorrow. Yay! Baby, know that I'm always thinking of you. My sweet, precious, precious husband. You are mine, and I am yours, and I'm so tragically in love with you. My funny Valentine. God bless you, my love. Pray for Ivan. Pray for us. Have a good night, Puffin. I'll see you in our dreams. I love you. I also want to give a shout-out to the guys on Life Row. 
Hi, Blaine. Hi. Mayo. Bethel. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark. Woody. Eric. Debo. And, of course, Kangaroo. Praying hard for you, Ivan. You're going to get a stay and you're going to get off a death row. Also, a very special shout-out to the Fat Swag crew on the Polanski unit. Much love from Big Will and Big Big Hugs. You already know what it is. Hug life, his life. All you at the prison show, have a good night. Take care. It's supposed to get cold tomorrow, so let's all stay warm. God bless. Have a great weekend. You too, Danny. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. She's always so funny. (laughs) All right. Line four, Carmela. Michael, um, I have two shout-outs. The first one is to Marcus Mullen in the uh, Montgomery County Jail. Um, Hi, Marcus. Uh, Thinking about you. Father David's been working really hard on his uh, chicken earrings and you'd be proud to see what he's done um, um, I'm sorry forgot her name um, Penny Penny went to her new home today Penny the goat if anybody wants to know <laughs> she, just, she just got too rambunctious and he decided to um, get her another home. So um, we all said goodbye to her, and uh, seems like a nice guy. So uh, I don't know what uh, Daisy's gonna do. <laughs> Hopefully, she won't taste too many chickens. Um, um, but otherwise, we're doing okay. And I hope you're doing all right. And Take care of yourself. I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Know that you're loved. And take care. And my second shout out is to my nephew. I'm sorry, I'm brain dead tonight. Uh, uh, Bradley Leland Aiken. I finally found out where he is. Yay! He's a Beto or Beto, Beto. I don't know how to pronounce it, but B-E-T-O. Beto um, unit. Beto, thank you. Uh, hey, Bradley. Um, I'm glad I found you. Um, I had gotten a little scared because I checked online on TVC, um, and you weren't where you, where you were. And uh, my heart just dropped, but I'm glad you're in a... Um, designated place now. Uh, just keep your head up. Keep your spirits up. And do what you need to do. And just behave. Uh, know that you're loved. I love you very much. Um, and I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm sending lots of love to you, and just take care, 
keep uh, putting one foot in front of the other and keep your chin up and know your love. I do love you. Even though it's been many years since I've seen you. Um, one of these days, maybe we'll be reunited. Um, I was shocked and appalled. I uh, sent a text message to your mother uh, to ask about you, and she actually texted me back, not with any help or information, but at least she had the courtesy to text me back. So you take care, Bradley. I love you, and I just know you're loved. God loves you, and I love you. Take care. Thank you, Prison Show, for everything you do. And one of these uh, months, I'll be able to uh, refinance or revamp my budget and start donating to your show because you guys just mean the world to me. Uh, being able to communicate with uh, my loved ones and my friend, Marcus. Uh, you guys have a good weekend. I'm going to sleep all day tomorrow. I am just exhausted. I usually, when I have to run errands, I usually take a day or two off, but yesterday was the only day I took off and I had to go uh, check my homeless mail today for, uh, I ordered some stuff for my big boy, Luna, from Chewy, Luna's a cat, <laughs> and it was heavy. I had 13 pounds of uh, dry cat food and then some other items. But got another box to pick up Monday or whenever I can get down there. Uh, it's just fun toys. So anyway, I'm sorry. I get slap happy when I'm tired. So I'm going to sleep all day tomorrow. And you guys stay warm. I didn't know we were going to get a cold front, but... That's okay. Hopefully it'll be a dry, cold front. Uh, thanks again for everything you do and traveling. Good night. Good night. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. We have Eva Mar Maria. Eva Maria. Good evening. This is Eva Maria from Germany. I would like to greet my pen friend Rodolfo Medrano from Polanski Unit. He asked me to pass on some greetings. He would like to greet all the women and men on Texas death row and all the people in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. He would also especially like to greet his fellow um, inmates who are on the course with him, Nueva Vida and Cristo. To these greetings, I would like to add, I would like to greet everyone behind bars, especially those who don't have friends and family outside prison, and I often pray for you even if I don't know your names and I think about you. I would also like to greet all the volunteers who help to make life in prison much better, such as you on the radio show and other volunteers who write to prisoners, who minister to prisoners and to send food via ICOM. And I would like to 
greet also all the relatives and friends of inmates who listen to this radio show. I think it's so great that you are supporting your friends and loved ones. And also greeting to all the staff of TCDJ. And I hope that God will bless your work and that you, all of you have a good life. Have a nice evening. Goodbye. Oh, that was very sweet. All right. Now we have Shirley. Hey, Shirley. Hey, Shirley. You there? Well, Blaine, your mom was on uh, hold. Maybe put her on hold and check back. Let's go to Clarence. Clarence? Can you hear me? I can now. I can hear you. Well, I just called. I know it's been a while since I called, but I'm fighting all this medication. I'm just calling to tell all the fellas, you know, I'm still thinking about everybody. Still praying for everybody how the best, best I can. Y'all keep smiling. Look out for each other. There's still somebody out here cares about you. I miss all you brothers, but, you know, I'm still fighting the struggle out here. Mysterious Mike, if you get a chance, call me. You know, that last person didn't work out, so they, they're too busy to handle what I, had to, what I had to give them. So I'm still struggling trying to find somebody that can take over this case. And y'all know... God is able. He'll make a way. He's just got to keep struggling. Meanwhile, I'm still fighting the establishment here in San Angelo. All you people out of San Angelo, all you brothers out of San Angelo, man, I know that somebody here in the old rural capital think about y'all. And, you know, I'm, I'm still fighting this council, trying to do the best I can. But God will, so be it. Take care and have a good night. Mysterious Mike, please try to get in touch with me sometime this week. We'll make sure that he gets that message, Clarence. I really would appreciate it because, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm disgusted in a way, but, you know, I understand people have businesses they have to operate. You know, money, money talks and bull job, you know, do what. So... I don't have no money, but I still got faith in God. So maybe somebody come along and help me out some kind of way. Get back in this courtroom. Y'all take care and best love to all of y'all. Same to you, Clarence. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, now we're going to scoot on back to Miss Shirley. Miss Shirley? Okay, Miss Shirley. Can you hear me? Now I can. They weren't pushing the button. <laughs> but we... I don't know what happened. I heard y'all a while ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was over here. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm glad, you st- I'm glad you stayed on the line. Thank you. Well, you, yeah. you go ahead with your shout-out. 
All right. I would have either stayed on the line or hung up and called back. Anyway, uh, hey, Blaine. Love to miss you. I know I talked to you today, but, but I got your songs in for you at the radio station, so I wouldn't forget. And uh, I talked to Teresa today, and she said, tell you hi, and she loves you. And it's snowing in Indiana, so that's what they got going on. And everybody here says they love you and they miss you. And I have a surprise for you right now. Hi, Blaine. Love and miss you. And I guess you know who that was. Anyways. And I want to give a shout out to the other ones. Uh, Ivan, I pray for you every night. I pray for everybody every night. But I pray for you, and I thank you for taking care of Blaine, too. And I thank them for taking care of you. I'm going to give a shout-out to Big Will, Mark, Eric. I started to call him Eve. You can see it right. Mayo and Beto. <laughs> Mayo. I went back to Mayo. Yeah, I had to change his name back. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know he appreciates it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, t- I told Blaine, Mo just does not sound right. So, but I want to uh, give a shout out to the rest of the, the crew up there that I pray for every one of y'all every night. And Blaine, I hope you have sweet dreams. I know it's probably hard, but all of y'all have sweet dreams. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to talk to you tomorrow. I love and miss you. Good night. Good night, y'all. Good night, Miss Shirley. Have a great weekend. All right. Now we want to give a great big thank you. A big thank you to Abe and Stephanie. Abe and Stephanie, thank you both for the donation. We appreciate it very much. And now we're going to scoot on. Oh, Caitlin. Caitlin's here. This is a shout out for Beto Garza and Polonsky. Hey boo, how are you? I hope that you're in good health, spirits, staying safe and that there's a smile on your handsome face. As for me, all is going good. I'm just here at home with Daytona. I'm off today and I went up to see Buddy. Yeah, um, other than that yet, the weather here is still pretty crazy. Yeah, we're having a few storms, a lot of rain and wind. But the only thing is the evenings are getting a bit brighter, which is always something good. Um, Yeah, nothing else. I'm going to write you a JPEG in a bit. And yeah, please know that you're my heart, thoughts and prayers. And to everybody at the prison show, a big, big thank you for making this happen. Okay, thank you so much, Caitlin. Always love hearing from you. Now we have Lydia on line three. Hi, hi there, Danny. Hi, how are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's um, we got some rain, much needed rain, most of last night, and it was still drizzling here a few minutes ago, but. Uh, yeah, we're doing good here in the valley. Uh, the shout-out is for my son, Beto. 
Um, I missed your call, mijo, when you called earlier. Um, I was watching uh, 2020. I never watched 2020, and for some reason I was watching it. There was nothing else to watch. But um, we're good. Had a long day. I was tired. Had a very long day. Uh, Somewhat stressful. But I'm good. Bingo and I are fixing to hit the sack. Um, Theo's doing good. I know he had surgery uh, like three days ago. He says he's okay. Feels good. And uh, Theo Juan is now getting his chemo here in the Valley. Uh, He got it yesterday. They started here uh, yesterday because I know Theo Gracie said they were headed out to the to the place where they were going to administer that uh, chemo is this so they won't be going up to Houston anymore which is good I'm sure Theo Gracie gets tired of of uh, being up there is the but uh, I gave Amanda your message and uh, they'll be there tomorrow God willing okay I love you and I miss you dearly and i want to send my saludos to the guys to william to uh rudy juan eric blaine moises roderick ivan mark oh and uh congratulations on that rice mark uh bethel told me it turned out pretty good and uh I hope you liked my recipe. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night, Danny. Good night, Linda. Have David. A gr- have a great weekend. You too, guys. Good night. Good night. Okay. I thought Manuela was on the line. I think. Uh, okay, let's go to uh, Mike. Hello, this is Mysterious Mike doing his shout-outs for the prison show. Here's the shout-outs. The uh, guys of Texas, Guy Alexander, Jamie Cuppet, Stephen Russell, Stephen McGee, uh, Philip Perez, Lucy and Michelle want me to do a shout-out for Paul. Shout-out for uh, Matt, Thomas, Oz, Haas, uh, Keith Money. Shout out for Edward Reeves, Adam Wilkerson. Shout out to Bill R. Sims. Special shout out to Clarence Lee Bowman. Hopefully you're doing much better. Shout out to Raymond uh, Lee Cart. And you can continue to write to Mysterious Mike in care of David Collingsworth. And uh, now back to the prison show. All right. So what is the prison show's address, you ask? It is 226 Chipmunk Trail, Shepherd, America, 77376? Or 71, David. One. Okay. Got the thumbs up. All right. So, 226 Chipmunk Trail, Shepherd, 77371. And now, uh, Manuela is on line two. Hi, Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hello. 
Okay, you... I want to make my shout out to my sweet and precious husband, Robert Robertson. Hey, baby. I do hope and pray that you are all right, that you are happy and well. As for me, I'm all right. I'm okay so far. The food is much better and the pain is okay. Only a little bit in walking. The family is all right and everything is, is well here. Nobody is sick. The cat was a little bit sick yesterday, but I think today she is better. Maybe I want you to know that I miss you and that I love you. And I'm always thinking of you. You are always on my mind, baby, and in my heart, in my thoughts, and always in my prayers. I want you I to know Stacey. that I love you with all my heart, baby, and that I will never leave you or stop loving you. Baby, your love was a blessing in my life when I needed it most and still is, and I want to thank you for everything you do for me to make me happy and smile. When I'm thinking of you, I get a big, big, big smile on my face and in my heart. And I never want to lose you, baby. And I do hope and pray to see you soon because we have to talk a lot, especially about the kids. And I pray Pray, pray, every day, much times, that everything will be well. I only can say that I love you with all my heart, and I will never, never, never leave you or let you down or forget on you. I'm all yours and only yours, and I always and forever will be. There's only one big, big, great true love in my life and this is you. There's no space for others in my heart. Maybe I wish you a good night, sweet and pleasant dreams and please stay strong. You know what I mean. Stay strong. We will do it. We will make it together. I love you, baby. I love you, love you and I love you. Good night, baby. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Now we have Jamie on line one. Oh. Hi, Jamie. Hi. I want to do a shout out to my husband, first of all. Um, I love you, babe. I can't wait for you to come home. I'm so excited for the good news. God, God's both of us, and he's going to continue to have both of us when you come home. And for Clarence, I don't know him, but I and my husband will keep you in prayers. My mother had cancer, and now she is clear with the grace of God. God is good all the time, and for San Angelo as well, too. My husband is from San Angelo area as well 
and I'm so excited to move out there with him. New life for me, and I'm so ready for a future. To all the inmates, I pray for you all as well. The way God has gave my husband a good parole answer and is on his way home, God will do it for you all as well. Keep the faith and walk with our Lord because God is the only way, the only way. God bless you all, and thank you so much, Prison Show. Y'all are the best, and God bless you all as well. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Love you, babe, and can't wait, my king. Good night, sweet dreams. And for my son, Joseph Salazar on Telford Unit, good night, and I love you, son. Miss you. Good night, y'all. I'll have a blessed night. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie, and congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Likewise. Bye-bye. All right, Stacy. To my husband's sporty black at Wainwright unit. Hey, baby love, this is wifey. Tucking you in for the night, letting you know I'm all yours. Oh, baby, I got our Valentine's Day note and you spoil me. Yeah, I love you so deeply. Yeah, our e-note was wicked. Uh, it's another day out here missing us. I've been on the machine with just some updates. I got the contact tweet published. The girls are behaving. Today it's National Almond Day. Uh, I've been feasting on the free foodie almonds for about a week now. Yeah. (laughs) It's also National Grouch Do a Favor Day. (laughs) Yeah, man. I know you're surrounded by a bunch of grouches. Do my favor and don't even mess with them. Leave them be, sweetheart. Yeah. It's a nice day, but cold here, 49 degrees. Got the little heater on, and it's cozy. I slept in late. Yeah, I knew you was sleeping in late, so I said, I'm going to join him this morning. So, yeah, baby, I'm just out here all yours missing you. Booby tough. Stay focused and tough. You know you rule me, my man. Yep. Mwah. I love you, sporty. Take care. Mwah. You're mine. All right. Thank you, Stacy. Now, Miss Linda. Linda, would you like to give your shout-outs? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> I've got a uh, poem to read real quick that Paul DeVoe wrote. He said it was supposed to be for Valentine's, but uh, Valentine's is over. But he said this is a good one to let the guys hear, like if you have a really good friend that you cherish. And if you don't have a romantic valentine, but a friend is one, here's a poem to share. When friends whom walk beside us, sharing unconditional love in our lives, sharing thoughts bring much more wisdoms, sharing burdens makes them in our lives lighter, sharing faith, kindness, hope, and love unconditionally will always make your whole world so much brighter. You don't need the romance to delve and have true filio love. As the Bible says between each other, please always remember this, guys, by Paul DeVoe on Death Row. Okay, now I'll do some shout-outs. Thomas Miller L., I hope things went better for you today. I hope uh, Major Cooper got things straight. I'm just waiting to hear. Paul DeVoe, William Owen Sr., Jaime Cole, Franklin Davis, Will Spear, Cedric Marks, Robert Satterfield, Robert Solis, Lucky Ward, Ronald Haskell, William Hudson, Juan Balderas, Blaine Milam, Paul Story, Walter Sorto, 
Robert Roberson, Britt Ripkowski, Curtis Robertson, and Stephen Curry. Good night, guys. Have a great week. All right. Now, I have a few, but before that, I'm going to do a little pitching, unprovoked pitching. <laughs> As he peeks over the windowsill. <laughs> All right. So, I keep bringing up the bricks because as soon as Linda and I heard last time about the bricks, we were all on board for those. They're legacy bricks. They, they're they here forever. And let's see. For $25 a month sustainer, you get the 4 by 8 brick, which I get. I don't remember how many lines of text that is. Maybe three. And for $50 a month sustainer, you get the 8 by 8 brick, which I fit in loving memory of Billy Wardlow, executed by the state of Texas, July 8th, 2020. So I put a lot on that brick. Just to that, just to give you an example of uh, the text that you can put and how much you can put on there, but Robin will be more than happy to explain that more to you. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Option number one. Tell them you're donating to the prison show, or go to kpft.org. Scoot on over to the donate button, slide down to the prison show. And we have a caller, Gloria. I think that's what. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with this stupid thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. How about you? Okay, I need to get my rear end to bed. My great-grandson has a karate tournament at 8.30 in the morning in Manville, and I don't even know where the hell that is. Um, anyway, I wanted to give a shout-out to a few people. Um, let me see. I wanted to... Shout out to Spider. Thank you so much for the sweet Valentine. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it, it almost looked like Diego on there. Um, wanted to say hello to Eric. Kathy, Th uh, Thomas Millerell, I got your email. I have not had time to uh, call and see... Uh, if I am actually on your list, and I didn't hear what Linda said a while ago, so I don't know if she got on or not. Anyway, boy, talk about memories, Thomas. You asked me when the last time was I heard from George Wilson out of Dallas. It has been a long time. I wonder how I can find him. I don't know. Um, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Nanan. Nanan, I haven't responded to the last e-message e you sent me. I have to tell you, I just sat there and cried after I read it. 
all this stuff you said about Jason. Oh, my God. That child is so grown up. Oh, my gosh. But I do remember when he would visit you and he was six years old and he would jump into your arms. Now, I think he actually weighs more than I do. <laughs> and he's in middle school. Um, I wanted to say hello to, uh, oh, I'm so tired I can't think, to, to um, Anthony Haynes. Good God, my mind is going away. Uh, hope you're doing well. And Eugene Broxton, hi there. Eugene, I got your uh, book of poetry in the mail. I really like it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, and I wanted to say hello to a couple of people I don't know who have birthdays. What's today, the 16th? On Sunday, uh, Paul Hall and Stephen Nelson. So happy birthday. And if anybody wants to ride with me, I am going to drive up to McKinney, Texas, to the Collin County Courthouse for the press conference that Sister Helen Prejean is having for Ivan Cantu. And I do want to give a shout-out to Ivan. Ivan, I don't know you, but, oh, my gosh, I've been spreading information about you and giving people the governor's number, and I'm going to give that again, uh, to call and ask that fool to stop the execution. And actually, what I should give is the DA's number, and I have it somewhere. I I don't know what I did with it. Let me see. And Gloria, don't forget, you're picking me up. Oh, so you're going to ride with me? Woohoo! Yeah, I'm going to ride with you. You said you were okay. picking me up. <laughs> well, I did, but I couldn't remember if you accepted my offer. I did. And all right. And Sophia is uh, going to go too. I don't. I I'm not sure if she'll ride with us. I don't know what her plans are, but I will ask her. Um, Let me see if I can, I think I can do this without getting disconnected. I'm looking Colin, there we go, Colin County DA. Call the Colin County DA, 972 972-548-4323. Two, three, and tell him he has a conviction integrity unit. And if anybody in that office has any integrity, they really need to look into Ivan's case because there is just too much information out there that, and I disagree with Abe. I think Ivan is innocent. Everything I've read tells me that. So, but call the Collin County DA and, uh, and tell him to get his conviction integrity unit to look into this case because this man should not be executed. You know, I learned the other day, is there a whole bunch of people waiting to talk? No, but go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, okay. Because I, wa- I learned something that I didn't know. Uh, I was on the Death Penalty Information Center's webpage, and um, they have a list of 20 people in the U.S. that they think are certainly innocent, but they were executed. Out of those 20 people, 10 are from Texas. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. Jesus. So I don't want to see Ivan's name added to that list. No way. So anyway, okay, That I think that is it. Um, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not it, Gloria. You need your uh, smoke detector battery changed. I have mentioned Is it beeping? The- Oh my, <laughs> I've mentioned every time you call in, I'm like, girl, come on. <laughs> I don't even hear it. And I've got my hearing aids on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. I, well, I will, oh. I will get with you uh, later, Gloria, and we can um, get together on a time. Yeah, you know, it's four hours if you don't even stop to pee. So I guess we need to leave about six in the morning. Probably. So I will. Because I'll have to pee at some point. <laughs> oh, I, I will too. <laughs> no doubt. Well, all right. Thank you, Gloria. Okay. And David needs more light on him. I can see his cowboy hat and a body, but I can't see his face. I need a light down here that shines up instead of one that shines down. (laughs) It's the cowboy hat blocking everything. See, if I take my cowboy hat off, I bet you see me, don't you? Oh, we see you. That's (laughs) why I got the hat on so you can't see me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all have a good night. You too, Gloria. Okie doke. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, now I want to do... My shout-outs, Roderick Harris, how you doing? Jeff, talked to you early. It was great talking to you. Brett, Brett, I did get your uh, letter. I will be responding. Uh, Farron, my best friend, Farron. Creeper, T, hey, T. Me and Franz were talking very highly of you earlier uh, big head hey big head blaine uh give me a call over the weekend please rue hey rue mayo <laughs> mayo and leroy larry j van story michael ferguson i'm so glad we got that figured out michael and Rusty, Rusty, great news. Yes, great news. We'll be organizing something very, very soon. Very, very soon. I know Julie's excited. Or will be. And we have a call. Nadine. Oh, they hug up. That was all David. That was all me. Yeah. That was all David. Call back, Nadine. With your little fat fingers. My fat finger hit the wrong thing. <laughs> Linda's got her on the online anyway, but I don't think she's there. 
Is she there, Linda? You you got her on the air. Well, someone's on the air right now. Okay, maybe maybe she's back. Maybe she's back. Maybe y'all should hang up line two. No, go ahead. You could throw Nadine on there. I don't know how to hang up line two while she's talking to Nadine on line one. Okay. Okay. Hey, Nadine. Hello. It's me again. <laughs> it looks like David don't like me. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry, Nadine. My, no. my, my finger was too fat. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, every, everywhere, but everybody is, is fine there. I can I cannot talk this morning. So um, I have a, I want to, uh, I'm so thin to wake up, but I knock her door and she don't answer me. So I think she's really sleeping. So I want to make a shout out to my husband, Eugene Broxton. Mr. Broxton, it was a funny week, right? <laughs> I love you, my boo, for more than 20 years now. And I swear one thing, if I don't understand someone... I will ask, please, can you repeat slowly? I will not say yes if I don't understand. Is that okay for you? It's okay for me. I will hear you. I will hear your advice, Mr. Broxton. And I love you so, so much. Um, so um, I want to send a set out to all the guys that you know. Uh, that uh, we have a LPG conference meeting in Paris. And, well, due to uh, a major strike in France for the trains, so the meeting in Paris has been completely canceled. So Anne-Sophie will let you know, or I will yet let you know, as soon as we have uh, the next appointment, okay? So, again, to all my guys there, I send my love to everybody. Thank you to someone to answer me. It was great to to have your message, sir. And, um, well, I send again my love to my husband. And uh, I keep in touch, Boo. I love you so much. And I miss you so, so much. But soon I will be back, okay? Love you at the radio station. And see you soon. Bye-bye. Love you, Nadine. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, Stephanie, do you have a shout out? No. No? <laughs> she says no. No, I don't. <laughs> Maybe you want to pitch. Do you want to pitch? Uh, I don't know how to pitch. Give me your money. <laughs> She's singing. Give me your money. If you want to continue to give shout outs, you have to give so the radio can be available for you to give on. <laughs> to shout out on. Uh, yeah. I'm not as smooth. Let me see. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for your pledge. We really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. So, I thought I was already pledging, to be honest, but I guess I'm not. <laughs> you mean a sustainer? Yeah. She is now. She is now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. She is now. You know, the way Ray Hill, somebody asked me on online a while ago how they could listen to us without having to call in because they didn't want to make a make a pledge, evidently. 
But the way Ray put it was, you don't have to subscribe to the magazine to read it. Anybody can read the magazine, and we want you to read our magazine. We want you to log in. We want you to tune in. We ever ever how you get it, whether you go to YouTube or Facebook or KPFT dot org it'll stream there you can listen to us on the radio uh, old-fashioned fm radio or hd1 ever how you tune in and get our show that's great but the problem is we're listener sponsored radio so if you're going to read the magazine you might as well subscribe and the subscription is only 25 dollars a month so i don't know i go to Starbucks, and I take my wife out to eat, and I bought her some flowers for Valentine's. I think I can afford twenty five bucks. So yes, don't give up the flowers, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I killed my allergies this week because I had to hide the flowers in my work truck so she wouldn't see them the night before because we live way out in the country. Oh yeah. So I bought them on the way home, and then I stored them in the van. And then that for two days afterwards, I'm sneezing and my eyes are all puffy and all that stuff. For those flowers. Or you <laughs> could send them to her work and surprise her like I got. <laughs> I, I've done that. But after seven years, you've done the work thing. You do the home thing. I mean, so what yeah. I did is I gave her a big old smooch and told her to have a happy Valentine's Day before I left for work. But I had put all those flowers in her bathroom. So Aww. whenever she got up for work, she turned the light on. Boom, there's her flowers. So anyway, I'm talking about the flowers to prove that I, I can afford 25 bucks. Right. So I, I think a lot of us do that. A lot of us go out to eat. A lot of us go get a Starbucks. A lot of us. And that's what Ray would always point out. If you can go, he, he called it Starbuckles. If you can go to Starbuckles, you can give to KPFT. I mean, we're listener sponsored. And, and again, I'm going to say, if you can hear my voice, you're a listener. So <laughs> you need to play it. And remember, we do go live on other... Uh, for other things right. like we go live at executions and i will be live at the rally in on in Cal collin county for ivan can too i will go live there um to show everyone what they can do to help we go live at executions to show the world what happens but we will be live at the rally with sister helen prejean so please continue to donate so we can continue to show the world what happens. Right? Right. Yeah, I keep looking at the at the pledge drive thing. Um somebody t said that they pledged and it didn't show up on the thing. She said it's already on her card, so <laughs> I thank you guys. If if you make a pledge, thank you. We really really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. I mean, I've been here since 2004 on and off ray hill said i was the best volunteer he had whenever i was on furlough <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd get in trouble and go back i i was a mean drunk but uh anyway it doesn't matter whether you go online and do it whether you call us and do it we used to have paypal but i don't think we have paypal anymore right i don't think no. we do yeah but they have the you can text GIVE to 713-526-5738. There's lots of different ways you can go about it. So whichever way it got, goes, just please, just please do that. Yes, please do. And every way is secure. You don't have to worry about mm -hmm. the going online and donating. It is secure. And remember, even incarcerated people can definitely give. It comes right out of their trust fund. 
If you choose to do this. If you choose. (laughs) I went online. Just remember to say the prison show. Yes. And just remember, it's bigger than just the radio show and being able to give shout outs. You make it possible for people to be able to come on here and tell you about resources and ways to be able to help your loved ones while they're on the inside, which is the main reason why we do this, right? It's the only reason we do it. Right. If it wasn't for the... Our loved ones on the inside, we wouldn't have a Unfortunately, show. we wouldn't have the show. That's the reason why Ray started it, too. Yes. I mean, and he he loved talking about the kids singing. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up, I say grew up, but they grew up while I was listening to them. Um, their, their grandma calls in every now and then. I just texted her a little while ago. And for those of you that hear my voice, I probably sent you a text today, too. <laughs> I was sitting in here a while ago when Gloria was talking about she couldn't see my face it's because I was looking at my phone and I copied a paste and sent it to everybody <laughs> please pledge to the prison show call 713-526-5738 option number one for a pledge and we still have enough time for if you want to make a shout out we got about two minutes if you want to call in and make a shout out Freddie where you at you need to be calling in yeah. Where you at, Freddie? We haven't, I don't think we heard from him last week. But you know what? We heard from Clarence this week. Yeah. And Mr. Clarence. He, he tickled me whenever he was talking about that Alabama thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was very passionate about that. He was going to take some x lax and fly over him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> I love Mr. Clarence. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I agree with you on that. (laughs) And, of course, we will be contacting Mysterious Mike. It takes a lot for me to contact Mysterious Mike, but I'm going to do it Yeah. for Clarence. You want me to just send him a text? That would be awesome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I always get the all caps. Oh, yeah. The all capped. It's like, why are you screaming at me, Mike? Yeah, I don't think he means to. I was typing on this computer over here a while ago, and it was in all caps. I don't know what it is about folks that... No, he intends to because we've mentioned it to him like a million times, and he's like, what? What? (laughs) Yeah, he was doing that on somebody... I guess it was Tom's page. Tom had posted something. He's like, what? (laughs) And he does it in all caps. Please trust me. Uh, people out here, when you type all caps, we think you're screaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not hard of hearing on chat lines. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> not on chat. Not no. on chat. No. Well, look, I'm going to make one of them wild pledges over here. Uh, I guess you call it a challenge. So we've only got three minutes left. So between now and 11 o'clock, if you call in... And pledge a hundred bucks. I got a hundred bucks. I'll match you. I know. I'm trying to get out. I have to pay my hundred bucks tonight, but I don't think anybody will do it. You got three minutes. Can you do it? Call seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Option number one. You pledge a hundred bucks, and I'll I'll match you. I'll even match it too. Ooh, there's that means we'd get a three hundred dollar pledge for a hundred dollar pledge. So now you're down to two minutes. So we need to go ahead and get out of here. We got to have. Converge coming up. I'll be watching the pledge window. So if you pledge a hundred bucks, me and Danny both will match it. 
So that'll be a $300 pledge. You guys stay tuned for Converge, and uh, don't forget to uh, pledge for them, too. Have a great weekend, guys. Speed. And Bill is loving high.